Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Katz. We have a lovely episode today with the sisters of the band First Aid Kit. Uh, I was a huge fan of theirs before they came in, and I was an even bigger fan when they left because we had an awesome conversation. They have so much interesting stuff to say about the music industry, the role of women, the experiences that they've had as sisters, as a female-fronted duo, um, and we got into all of it. Uh, and after we recorded this podcast, I actually had the pleasure of seeing them perform at the Beacon Theater in New York, and it was one of the best live shows I've seen in a really long time. They sold out that theater. It's a huge theater here. And uh, the crowd was on their feet, um, and it's not really a venue where you generally stand, but people couldn't help but get up and dance. And uh, it was an amazing thing to see. They are rock stars when they perform, and they're just really intelligent, thoughtful chicks when they're talking on this podcast. Um, I can say chick because I'm a soul sister talking to my soul sisters. Okay, so we'll get to today's episode. Just a reminder, please subscribe to our iTunes channel if you haven't already. You can also watch this episode filmed on YouTube on Billboard's YouTube channel if you would rather see it that way. And uh, that's it. Make sure you're following us, guys, because we have nothing but more amazing episodes like this coming at you every week with really inspiring artists. And uh, we're just uh, lucky and grateful to keep doing it. Okay, here's today's episode with First Aid Kit on Soul Sisters. Aid kit. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, we had a little location mix up. Just feel like I should set the scene for everyone mm-hmm. listening. We made you go all the way uptown in Manhattan. Now you're back to Midtown, and mm-hmm. here we are, all hanging out in our little closet, in our archive yes. library. Yeah. Um, would you guys introduce yourselves so that listeners yeah. can hear whose voice is whose? Sure. That will be challenging. It will be. We I know. Well, we're going to set similar, out the challenge. But, um, <laughs> they can accept yes. it or not. I'm Clara. I'm Joanna. And okay. We're sisters. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so our voices are similar are, voices. Yeah. Yeah. How often these days do you get to reveal that to people who did not know that you were sisters? Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. We don't, Surprisingly. Some people don't think that. that we look alike at all. Yeah. Do you think you look alike? Yeah. In some no, ways. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Kind of. But it's not super obvious. No. Right. No. And Joanna, you're two years older? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sort of. Two years and four months. Well, three years technically, but yes, yeah. And does it feel (laughs) that way that you're the older sister? Wait, wait, wait! I want to get to the bottom of it. Wait, no, no, no! Three years technically. I was born ninety nine. 
1990 and you were born 93. So yeah. it's three years, but it's like two years in what, like two months or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that was I really important that. when we were yeah. kids. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Very important. To make that distinction. Yeah. 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 That is important to kids. Yeah. Um, I have to point out because I, I my father gave me this t-shirt this birds it's t-shirt amazing. and he's a fan of yours and I promised Aww. that I would wear this on the show because mm-hmm. he's obsessed with Graham Parsons and I mean so are Harris we. Yes. right so I just wanted to bring that full can circle we have, can we have that <laughs> no. I'll, I'll ask him to order you some uh, yes, so from whatever beautiful. weird yeah, online band amazing. t-shirt store my yeah. dad discovers yeah <laughs> um yeah anyway um so i guess where do we start where should we dive right in with these two do you want to take the first crack at them or shall i um well you've reunited after a little period apart a long period apart. <laughs> Not really. No. Like a few months. We but, were yeah. like, we weren't ever, like, we didn't like split up. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> like, no. no. People have like, at all. in articles been like, they went on a divorce. They got a divorce. And it's like, no. no. Yeah, just like, like maybe that. didn't see we, each other for like three months. We didn't but. see each other, but we talked all the time. And like, yeah. We but you just, didn't live in in London and you were in yeah, Manchester. Yeah, I, I lived in Manchester for two years, but I'd already moved like, like a year and a well, half we were on before tour. we... So, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like I moved and I was like, now I'm going to, like, I had done that already way oh, back. Okay. Yeah, so. I'm glad we're setting this Me too. Yeah. Well, but it's just it's funny. It's fun to make yeah. it dramatic. People love a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought you guys, like, had not spoken for months. There no, was no. some falling out. No. Not no. good. I'm glad to hear that. Not really. I mean, we're sisters, so there are. Well, that means, a, that can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Right? yeah. Especially in a working relationship. Yeah, and we're under, you know, a lot of pressure and mm. yeah. you're exhausted and, yeah, it's easy to take it out on the person that you know the best. Yeah. yeah. Do those fights, are they usually personal or do they spill into the creative? Um, Both. Yeah, okay. but it's the never really personal. about, like, when we work on stuff creatively, uh-huh. we don't argue ever I think. no we do we do yeah you're very picky with words oh, and like, i want to change lyrics and it's well, not true <laughs> okay but not that much no no like it's you want to change them and you say no yeah oh. well what's the creative right like how does it work do you, does, does one of you write primarily do you both try to write together different songs how does it work it works. It's different for each song. But what usually tends to happen is I start a, writing a song. And then my I'm very scatterbrained. So, like, I'll write stuff and then I'll just leave it. And I'll just get lazy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do this anymore. And then I play it for Joanna. And then sh- we start working on stuff together mm-hmm. from there. And similarly, will you you'll write lyrics and sort of sit with it share it not really no okay <laughs> it only goes the one well way. no but you do write lyrics yeah yeah but not like i don't have a huge collection of lyrics lying no. around like you. so it's do you more of in the moment when we're working together yeah so is there a feeling of nervousness when you share something that you like joanna will you become yeah. critical and yeah, yeah definitely yeah but <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, maybe nervous, but I feel like I know when something's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more it's more sometimes when I'm unsure if something's good and I'm just kind of like, oh, here it is. And then Joanna will go, oh, I love this, which is really cool. But if it's something that I, that I really believe in, even if Joanna's reaction isn't like immediately mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I love it. If it's like, mm, yeah, it's okay. And I go, 
It's good. I know it's good. <laughs> and you, you've always come around, I think. Yeah. But but a lot of the times, I mean, it's, yeah, sometimes it's annoying. I feel like it's more like you don't think it's that good. And yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And a lot of <laughs> yeah. the times it's, um, I'll have like little ideas and I'll go like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And Joanna goes, oh, but we can put it, we can use that part that you came up with. We can put that with this. And I'll go like, no, we cannot do that. That would sound so bad. And then I try it and I'm like, oh, oh damn it. You're right. Again. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's, I guess, then set the record straight. So because the story that we've kind of been living with with this new album mm-hmm. is that there was, you had been on tour for seven years pretty much straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Record, record, record. You made four, four records. Well, this is our fourth. This yeah. is your fourth. fourth. So mm-hmm. three yeah. consistently since the time you were 14, you were 16, mm-hmm. Joanna. And so that's just a lot. You basically left high school, never went to high school. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you got it right. Yeah. Fact checking. Fact checking. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then after seven years, you say to yourselves and each other, like, this is too much. Let's let's take a break in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, even yes. if it wasn't a break from each other, just like yeah. a break from working so hard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So that is real. That is correct. Yes. That happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was the idea of exploring life as a as a as a non-working musician part of that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm imagining at fourteen and sixteen and then not going to high school, like where does the like boy crush <laughs> and the just the crushes and the mm-hmm. and the adolescent you know feelings and yeah. Yeah. you know time to just be well, sulky? You can't have that on the road. I don't. I don't Not know, really. Can you? No. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's long different. different. There's only. there's been boys, but it's always been yeah, long distance and yeah, it's. Not not well, like the, the everyday traditional... kind of relationship no. that you want. Right? No. So were you sure. craving that specifically that kind of normalcy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like doing everyday chores, like doing the dishes, and <laughs> yeah. like I love that. Yeah, it just uh, like it's very romantic to me. The idea of a home. It's also just that. yeah, absolutely. Because I can't have it. And about identity yeah. and like who yeah. who am I? Who am I without this band? Mm-hmm. What do I? Yeah, I mean. Well, it's yeah. dangerous who, who when, like, that? you feel like all you're appreciated only for, like, you know, who you are in the band. Yeah. Not really as a person. Yeah. And so, but also, like, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I was um, listening to a podcast, actually. Uh, Yay, it podcast. was It was, <laughs> I think it was Mark Maron's podcast with um, Neil Patrick Harris. Ooh. And, yeah, and... It was just so funny because I saw, like, all these parallels to, like, our (laughs) lives, which is not something that I was expecting, like, listening to that podcast. But he was talking about, like, you know, how he has Yeah, exactly. He started out and as, like, as a teenager that he couldn't, like, try out, like, different identities or, like, today I'm just going to be really rude to everyone or, like, I'm just going to, like, get wasted at a party and just behave really, like, obnoxiously and no one's going to care or, like, you know. But right. um, for us growing up, like, I remember, like, because we started so young that, like, going to, like, a friend's party and just someone coming up to me when I was 14, 15 and me like, oh, you're in that band. And already then, like, feeling this, like, responsibility to, mm-hmm. like wow. – I was, um, what do you say? Like a role model, or yeah, mm-hmm. like I am. Just I am this band, and yeah, wow. yeah, and I have to like behave. And but we wanted to. I mean, we wanted to like grow up really fast. Yeah, for we sure. wanted to be like adults when yeah. we were. That was like a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. 
like in our music, like, you know, writing these stories about like housewives and mm -hmm. older couples. And yeah, I think also being a woman and being in this genre that is so male oriented, like, you know, Townsend Sant and Grant Parsons, mm -hmm. like it was very like fragile territory for like to be two young girls. Yeah. yeah. Doing entering like, that. You don't you step know. on that, no, <laughs> in like, that world. That's no. Like you so for us, here. it was like we yeah. had to like prove ourselves and in that way be very grown up yeah. and yeah. Like mature mm. and yeah. show how serious we were all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Can yeah. I ask where you would perceive that feeling of you can't do that? Um, it's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I think it just came from within. <laughs> like, yeah. well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or like male journalists' also, like oh. attitude towards us. Mm. And, you know, their questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and also just as a as a woman, like just wanting to like be a, a good girl basically mm -hmm. you know like that just yeah feeling that pressure and I think yeah, yeah I think as a, I think as a as a male musician you get away with so much <laughs> like yeah. that I would like we'd never dream of doing mm -hmm. yeah do you want is there like do you want to do those no things? I no I wouldn't but but just the fact that I I know that I'd be judged so much mm -hmm. harsher mm -hmm. right is just yeah it's unfair right well it's regardless of what the behavior would be it's the like putting yourself in someone else's shoes and imagining how they're going to judge you and mm -hmm. see you instead of just doing whatever the fuck you yeah. want, yeah. which is, I think, what you're talking about. Yeah. Whether it's, like, drinking a lot or not drinking a lot, it's yeah. that men mm -hmm. are not questioning whether or not they can do that. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Did you want to do that, Clara? No. I feel like we didn't want to do that. No, I didn't. I no. didn't, but... It's, we were, like, but the I, opposite. I don't know. We were, like, I we're going to be so know. clean and healthy. Yeah, and, but I just don't yeah. know what my... I mean... Of course, I, I can't. But just like I don't know what it would have been like if I hadn't had that right part. Right. It wasn't you know, if I was a, yeah a, an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we were working. We were working so hard. We were all on the, the road time. with our dad yeah. as well. So it was just <laughs> keeping an eye. Yeah, that was our life, and Watching that was what we wanted to do. Yeah. Of yeah. course, but yeah, it's just like it was funny, just like hearing about. Neil Patrick Harris right, <laughs> right, right, right. stories and just being like, yeah. oh man, I never really like thought about that. Yeah. That that was actually going on for us as well. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you did take that time out and you tried to understand who you were outside of the band, what did you discover? Oh, were there any a... surprises? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, that we were okay. Yeah. Without yeah. it, that we okay. still had Yeah, I feel lives. like if the band stopped today, like, it would be, like, if it all ended, it would be fine. Like, I'd do great. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was a relief to feel like you're loved, like, by friends and mm. family in a different way than yeah. just, like, always talking about first aid kit mm -hmm. and building your whole life around that. Because yeah. it is, like, it's so time-consuming. It takes, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's, it is our lives right. in a mm -hmm. way. But to just know that, you know, it wouldn't be a catastrophe. It's yeah. really reassuring. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long did you have that where you weren't really on the road and, and working at a new project? It was sort of split up because we did things as we like yeah. to do. Like we did some projects here and there and mm-hmm. some shows, like small side things. But um, probably like almost a year at home, I would yeah. say, in yeah. total. Yeah, but we were like, yeah, we were still sort of working on things, on things and writing, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. We didn't have a deadline where it was like, okay, and then we're gonna go on mm-hmm. tour and yeah. yeah, wow. But it's interesting, like a year at home not being on tour, but yet still working and writing. Like that's not a break in the way that no, that not at all. Yeah, but we had portrayed. six. We had six months um, off that were just completely off. Like, right. but we were, we didn't I was like I we didn't wrote, have though. to listen to music or write songs or anything yeah. creative. But I still did because yeah. I, who I wouldn't? Just, right. Six, it's fine. Mu- six yeah. months without music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, well, is horrible. that when you put out "You Are the Problem" here? No. Okay. No. So this was earlier. So we took the break. Um, in the last show that we played uh, was uh, a festival in Sweden in 2015, the summer, uh-huh. August 2015, yeah. and then we didn't. Uh, when we met up in LA in April 2016 to write mm-hmm. the record. So we had that that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Off, but that yeah. particular song was yes. never going to be on the record. No. No. Okay. Were you were you able to channel some kind of anger in that song that wouldn't have a place on a first aid kit album? Yeah, I mean maybe it would have, but it just because Maybe our next record will be that angry. The whole yeah. ten angry Amazing. songs. Yeah. You know. Just because the subject matter of the record was so personal, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's a breakup record, yeah. and we didn't want to like have a song like that be in there because it would be kind of confusing You'd because it would that seem the rape that was this, involved in the relationship. I mean, it would be yeah like, that mm, that this, that this, yeah. that song had something to do with that relationship, which. It, didn't at all that right. was just a completely separate thing so yeah for those who why. aren't right. familiar with the yes. song can you just explain real quick sure well it? yeah you well it was here. um it was written because we we'd been reading a lot about this um rape case at stanford university this guy brock turner he got i mean i hate that i know his name but you know so he goes um it's funny because in the press that i've read about this song they mm-hmm. never mention what rape yeah. inspired yeah. this song. we didn't want to uh, okay. yeah we don't okay. want to just like spread his name you got, know, it, like, got it yeah, it. yeah. that was about. kind of yeah but that but that was what what inspired okay. it um yeah just reading about that because he got what six months in prison um but he got out of uh, three, three yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it was just, but the thing that kind of, that was so um, frustrating and moving and everything about it was like there were three letters that were written that were just like so interesting and horrific. Like one was from the victim's point of view and it was just like heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, reading about this woman and, and how this had affected her, how she had been treated and... um and then he wrote a letter, Brock, um, where he basically, I mean, it was just just so ridiculous to read it and just be like, wow, you have no concern for this other human right. being's life. Right. You are just concerned with like yourself, yourself yeah. and mm-hmm. and blaming like youth culture and right. alcohol. Well, his wrote and, one too. and then his dad wrote yeah. a letter, too, which 
where the famous 20 minutes of action, which he described uh, this uh, horrible thing that his son had had done. And... um, uh yeah you guys that, like his like, life should be bullshit re- i just read all of that yeah and yeah. i was just like so so angry and the song just came yeah mm-hmm. yeah is this stuff um normally on your guys's radar and by stuff i mean i guess like what's big in american news and politics and women's mm-hmm. issues and yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you read like american blogs and things like that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. i don't think it was a big thing in sweden like no not no in particular but i remember it being really big yeah and yeah because we'd like jezebel and it was on buzzfeed yeah and i yeah listened to like more podcasts like uh yeah american politics um podcasts as well so yeah definitely but um well something sorry well i was just gonna say i i i've just kind of recently picked up on this side of you guys which i think is this awesome addition to the concept of you guys as these people who make this beautiful kind of Americana folk music that feels very steeped in a certain genre and history in American music, but doesn't normally carry a very political or feminist bent to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And you guys are starting to make music and to speak about these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an awesome collision of those two yeah. that like should go hand in hand. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's something that you're creating that is very new. Yeah. In your own, you know. I mean, I saw uh, you guys told Lenny Letter recently that you want to yeah. crush the patriarchy. And yeah. I was like, yes, lady. Oh, yeah. well, like, uh, so many entries they end like, oh, do you have anything to add? So I always add that. Yeah. yeah. Like, hello. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, for us, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because it's something that's like so, so obvious. Obvious. Because we grew up, I mean, our mom is like a super badass feminist. And, yeah. and so that's something that we've. Mm-hmm. we've always talked about we've always had the perspective on anything yeah. that we see or read like yeah, you know uh-huh. the feminist perspective so yeah. it's not shocking or like it's so obvious to yeah. us but like, I think but, but I think right. the rest of the world like, is like catching I feel like yeah. that now well, but sure. I think I'm learning as well. Oh yeah, you know, you never, you never time. fully like, learn, like finish. But you like, know. I just see all yeah. the patterns more clearly all the yeah. time, and it's really hard. It's really frustrating. Well, once you <laughs> like, see them, you can't unsee yeah, them. It's yeah, very true. So, but yeah. I mean, you know, you are the problem here. It sounds like it could be the anthem for me too. Right. But it came out mm-hmm. months and months and months before mm-hmm. that. Yeah, know? but it I was feel in like, the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like it was. That was. Yeah. A, I mean, and it's it's just it's so strange that that we're talking about it now and that we haven't talked about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like yeah. that's sort of a, um, a part of it, too. It's just like, oh, now people care? Right. right. Oh, yeah. totally. actually, right. now people are listening to women? I know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I, I read that you said somewhere, like, why aren't the men talking about it? Like, yeah. we mm-hmm. have to come to interviews and every yeah. time talk about yeah. this. Always, and, always. You know, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. Like, we need to do it, so, we, so it's a good thing, but it's mm-hmm. also like unfortunate that we need to do it yeah but men aren't doing it and i'm wondering if you feel like we the press media like is there something that we're missing or that we're doing you know not enough of or like is the way that it's being handled you know sufficient to you no no (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's not no no not at all like in these in these interviews of course we need to talk about these things Yeah. yeah and you're not you know upset by that because that's what we have to do no i don't think it's anything like i mean of course i don't mind talking about it Mm -hmm. um but we're we are not the problem (laughs) i mean that's that's the thing and we're calling these things like women's issues but it's an it's men who have the issue because the men are the (laughs) the people that are raping women Mm -hmm. right and yeah they're not starting podcasts about that no yeah (laughs) right 
Yeah. yeah, I haven't so, seen it yet. At least, yeah, no, yeah. Just, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of men who are doing great things, yeah. but yeah. not enough. Well, it's obviously, like the, the, sure. the letter that um, over 2,000 Swedish mm-hmm. female musicians mm-hmm. signed. I believe it's female musicians, right? Yeah, yes. it's not just, and that's an interesting thing. Like, why aren't these letters in support mm-hmm. of yeah. the movement? Well, I can tell you um, about that specifically. Mm-hmm. We there was a Facebook group and we were it was just for women and because people didn't feel safe having men be invited into it well the swedish because, music industry is so small like yeah everyone knows yeah. each yeah. other so, so we just like had to like keep it like mm-hmm. really yeah. contained yeah mm-hmm. and it was so like crazy to have that like it was this beautiful thing and it was also like just horrifying so i mean yeah but it was finally so many like it it was crazy. So many people who were writing on there who were just like, I've never talked about this before in my life. Within no the one... Swedish industry, not just globally their experience as a musician touring internationally or whatever. It, was it no, specifically this was, contained yeah, to, yeah, to the Swedish, Swedish experience? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was like, mm-hmm. this is what's what's ha- been done to me. And there were so many women who were just their oh, their stories like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just reading all of them and but then like seeing the response and mm-hmm. just like all of us just like coming together and just be like we're here for you we're listening we love you we have your back and just feeling that was so incredible too but mm-hmm. yeah right. can Oof. i ask you guys are basically the head of a big business at this point the business of the band mm-hmm. are there things that you implement within that business that help to achieve the goal of crushing the patriarchy like in terms of who you hire who you work with i wish we did better i like i feel like you know yeah i wish we have Still like on it. we're like four women on yes. the tour including us and yeah. then and what like eight men eight men yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it's yeah i mean it's hard it's but i i think that we do have a um good like I don't know, working environment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we like, we really speak out about stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, the, and you the, feel the heard. dudes that we're working with are yeah. very, they don't have that kind of macho attitude no. or anything. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've definitely had that in the we've past. That, like, yeah, where we were just like, oh, this is <laughs> not yeah. going to work. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just so like poisonous. The macho, mm-hmm. like, that environment is just like, yeah. Uh, soul crushing <laughs> like yeah. i really think i feel really bad for men for having mm-hmm. to like toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. It's just, bear that within oh them. god yeah I-, I wonder what it was like when you were 14 15 16 and mm-hmm. being like young mm-hmm. women in mm-hmm. the industry like to earn the respect no one wants to listen to young general women. yeah <laughs> young <laughs> women i mean you're like mm-hmm. literally you know new at this and female yeah. it's mm-hmm. like must have been doubly I think we were sort of naive and sort of ignoring yeah. a lot yeah. of it. I wonder yeah. if the, the awareness is just so new and now you could probably mm-hmm. look back and say, Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, of course. I yeah. mean, I, I yeah. yeah. But at least having each other also right. to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Absolutely. made a huge difference. Yeah. Like, and us touring with our dad, like, you know, right. being sisters in a family, yeah. we're very strong and protected in that yeah. sense. Like, yes. it's way worse if you're I a mean, solo we've artist. I really thought about that, especially mm-hmm. after being... Uh, in that Facebook group and seeing all these women mm-hmm. hearing their stories and just being like, wow, that could have really been me, mm-hmm. but we always, we were always together and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we were, yeah, we were safe because of that. But yeah. Is, does it feel like a small community? You, you, you mentioned how Sweden has just like, it's a very, everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. Does that feel like a supportive environment? Is there the opportunity to feel that? You know? Now? Yeah. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. Now that we have this Facebook group. Yeah. Definitely. 
Because um, but in general, I mean, I feel like we've some when we started, there were a lot of like female artists older who who, who helped us. Yeah, helped mm-hmm. us absolutely. Out. Um, yeah, for sure. Like Karen Dre from The Knife and Fever Ray, she signed us on her label. Yeah. Um, like we got another offer, but it was like a really terrible deal. It was this like one six three three sixty. Um, like they would take money from like all our merch sales and touring, touring and manage it. us everything. And they we had this meeting, and they were like talking about how they're going to make us sexy, and we were, like, I mean... 14 and 14 and, Yeah, it was really awkward. And yeah. she just came in, like, basically ripped the contract. It was yeah. Like, it was like, I'll sign no you on my label. You know, you can do whatever you want. Just yeah. feel free to do that. And yeah. So that was a great way to start. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Speaking of Swedish musicians, they're yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there, there was an Atlantic article um, by L- Nolan Feeney, Why is Sweden so good at pop music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it basically lays out the reasons like the actual reasons why what are this they? is it fosters <laughs> well it's because um no other small country has the right combination of language skills mm-hmm. so english language mm-hmm. cultural values where musicians are upheld and celebrated and given the support actual financial support mm-hmm. through public policy where the swedish swedish arts council gives out millions of dollars mm-hmm. to regional acts national um international concert mm-hmm. venues everything and and then, um, you know, when you have all this talent in this small place, it's going to feed off each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it literally there's a reason why Sweden is this hotbed. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you've experienced it that way and if touring and experiencing the world elsewhere has you've felt the difference of a, a place that's supportive versus, you know, you've been on now many labels, mm-hmm. several labels. And, you know, if if you've just found that there's a more supportive environment there than kind of elsewhere. Well, we got like uh, money also from the Swedish, a grant, like yeah. a grant, yeah, yeah to make amazing. our first record wow. and our EP. And I don't think we could have made it otherwise, no. like because we were like all worked. Like da- Dad quit his job yeah. to go on tour with us, and wow. we, so we were all on my mom's salary. And yeah. she's like a film teacher. I mean, she, you know, and you she worked for an independent art house cinema. Yeah, so, so you, you, you know, can guess not that's like, not a lot of money. Right? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and I mean the the ideology behind like music and art is important enough where mm-hmm. yes we you can As leave Americans, high school. Like very it's, hard to right. fathom. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the government supporting it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Yeah. that's just such a, a way to foster the arts mm-hmm. that yeah. we were that's foreign to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and I think it was shocking to us just touring like how you you were treated when you start out as a band, like because inter- mm-hmm. in Sweden I still feel like if you have a show they take care of you, like when yeah. you come to the venue they treat yeah. you well, even if you're not a huge star, but in like the UK when you start off it's like yeah. you're treated like shit. I mean you're nothing. Like it's just yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, like if you're lucky you might get a beer like as like right. <laughs> yeah as a fee. I like, remember I remember that because yeah. we were playing and I think yeah it was like 15 and. We got like there were only beers on, in in our dressing room, and I was like, I can't drink. <laughs> like, why are you giving me? Why are you giving me beer? I want water. Do you have? Can I have a bottle of water? What's yeah, the like, drinking yeah. age in Sweden? Eighteen. Um, eighteen. Yeah. 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 Uh, so how does it feel to be back on tour? <laughs> were you Were you ready? Um. Yeah, I yes, think so. I mean, we're never really ready because it's so exhausting. It's, like I yeah. always forget. I forget like, how how what, how much work it is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, like no matter how much energy and rest you store up yeah. beforehand, you're traveling all the time. So yeah. physically, yeah. you're just never like, <laughs> yeah, never really like. Yeah, I don't know. It's not the same as being at home and having like a regular job. You just can't compare. Yeah, no. Um, and but, just the fact that like you can't 
go home at the end of the night yeah. or would you have anything a weekend for that. off and just, yeah yeah it's hard it's it was really hard yeah um mm-hmm. but it's also really 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 fun and we were worried because so. we've been gone for like i mean it's four years in between records yeah. so we were like people are forgotten about us yeah they're not gonna come they've moved the on show. doesn't no, seem to be the case no no, no we're, <laughs> we're like we, we don't take it for granted no like, really don't no um, but this this whole tour sold out Mm-hmm. and all yeah. our shows in yeah, this year it's so far crazy yeah so it's incredible yeah you right out of the gate had so many opportunities to play for and with so mm-hmm. many of your heroes mm-hmm. which is amazing mm-hmm. yes um is there do you have your sights set on like some new goal <laughs> or some new artist or some something that yeah for the mm. future that would be exciting i mean it's it's just like those opportunities that we've had to play for people or play with people have been so like it's not ever something that we like planned or you don't plan to like or... make paul simon cry no, no. Like, that was emmy lou no. paul okay. gave them the standing up okay yeah right <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> not even in your like you no of like... course not you know that's, it's just insane yeah we're, we're so... open to those moments like if <laughs> yeah they, you know if yeah. they happen yeah we're, you know, like we're was down. it true that like you played a festival and Fleet Foxes were there, and they just and he like saw you, Robin. That was horrible, you. though. Why was that horrible? Oh no, but that wasn't. Well, he saw the YouTube video that we right. did. Yeah. But then you got on stage with yeah. him. Yeah, and it was like the wrong key, and we were. I mean, that was. Like, I mean, for us, like we hadn't practiced that. Like we we knew the song, but we had to change the key because it's a really like tricky song. And then, yeah. then we, uh, yeah, he invited us up up there, and we were like okay great and then we start singing and it's just like okay it's either too high or too low like i can't physically sing the song and there was no rehearsal or anything no 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 he was like you want to come up and we were like yeah "Yeah, of course we do but then it was really awkward yeah but but then we met up last year in stockholm we got to do it again and then we rehearsed like a lot like crazy (laughs) so we got our revenge yeah yeah Yeah. Ten years That's later, awesome. yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys are pretty much at the point now where someone is going to cover your song and then perform it for you. Oh, like that. <laughs> Not that there aren't still many idols for you guys to cover, but I feel like it's going to come back around. Yeah. Um, last question, because I know you guys have a show tonight. Ooh, we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, I read something. Someone wrote this really cute op-ed in the Times this weekend. Did you see this, Steve? It was this guy who was trying to figure out why. He loves the song Born to Run and his brother doesn't. Neither Mm. of them were even alive when that song came out. And so he dug into some Spotify data and he figured out that if you look back at a lot of songs, the demographic of people who listen the most to those were between like the ages of 12 and 14 when the song came out, Mm. which made me think of you guys in a way because I'm, I'm curious to know when this music entered your life. Mm-hmm. And if this pattern holds for you, these are also influences that were not in their prime when you were a kid. So yeah. how did this music come to you? Well, I was 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. And I started listening to Bright Eyes. Okay. That was my first. And that came like, out around that time. It came so. out in 2005 when I was, yeah. Yeah, I was 12. And um, um, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning, that record, which yeah. is like their like, classic folk uh-huh. record. And... Um, for me, it was like the simplicity of it was so um, new to me. Like mm-hmm. everything that I had, like we both, you know, we, we I mean, we loved music always and were mm-hmm. singing, but it was always kind of pop, more pop oriented. And okay. so finding something that was just like, oh, this is just a guy like singing and playing guitar and it's so moving. 
-hmm. how is this how how does this work like oh Mm -hmm. could I get a guitar and just try to do this myself you know that so that was yeah what kind of started it and then we kind of it became almost like a project for us to start to like dig into like country and folk music Mm -hmm. so it's like okay well so it was through bright eyes that was the Mm -hmm. the gateway there's so much good music at that time like in that genre like Mm -hmm. freak like devander banhart and Mm -hmm. feist and coco rossi yeah and then fleet foxes came and bonnie vare and yeah i mean there's so much so but i remember like okay so like Bright eyes. They okay. They 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 like Bob Dylan. Okay, who who mm-hmm. did Bob Dylan listen to when he started okay. out? And like, yeah, oh, okay, the Carter family. And you know, like that was really cool. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how we like. Yeah, we okay. came upon like Graham Parsons and yeah. Towns Van Sant and all those people that just yeah. I mean, for me, that that music will always be like. Mm-hmm. Super special, and maybe that is because of that golden, yeah. age, golden age. <laughs> Twelve to fourteen, yeah. yeah, early yeah. adolescence, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you've collaborated with Connor Oberst. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Dreams, yeah, Dreams crazy. <laughs> and made two records with Mike Mogus, who was like our dream producer yeah. when we started out. We were like, oh my god, if we could work with anyone, it'd be Mike Mogus. And wow. now he's a good friend of ours. So yeah, crazy, awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks, ladies. Thank thanks you. for having us. And uh, good luck. Keep the stamina up. Mm-hmm. And the record yes. is ruins. It is gorgeous. Thank it's you. So good. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. I'll be your Emily and I'll be your June. You'll be my Graham and my Johnny too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.